Hello and welcome to the CEO Blind Spot Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Fatima Hamdani, who is the CEO and co-founder of Krauss Hamdani Aerospace. And Fatima, that's a company that is a triple bottom line company. And for those who don't know what that means is you have chosen to focus on social and environmental concerns just as much as you focus on making money. So you can obviously stay around and keep innovating. So it comes down to profit people and the planet. And it's really cool because when I was doing my research on you and and your company and I got to see your mission, you literally are saving lives by providing aerial intelligence intelligence and bridging the gap between data and decisions. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Birgit. And thank you for listening and being such a keen observer of all of the key facts. I think this was the most concise introduction I have received across the board. So thank you for paying attention. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you this morning. Yes, well, I appreciate the acknowledgement. And it's not often I get to have a female CEO on my podcast. So I'm very grateful for that. And one of the things, of course, I'm curious about is what what tip or two do you have for people who think that there's a glass ceiling for women? I happen to know that you actually spoke at the World Economic Forum in Davos earlier about the topic of technology, but also gender equality. So I'd love to hear your thoughts or one or two tips about how you did that. No, thank you, Abirgit. And actually, just this morning, I was on Clubhouse. We had, when I was at Davos, we started 100 Women Club. Dr. Anino was the initiator of that and one of my other, now she's become a friend, Heidi Capari. And it was about inclusion, right? Inclusion from a gender perspective, inclusion overall from different ethnic backgrounds and cultural backgrounds. So one of the things I I realized is from the beginning, I've always been the kind of individual who likes to truly create a win-win. And empathy goes a long way when you think from that kind of mindset. And for us to be able to access our feminine side, and I, I use the word very carefully, it's not just about male or female. It's also females. When we've been trained, I was working in digital transformation before I was in aerospace. I was with financial services and fintech, all high male dominated industries. And as soon as I got done with my MBA, fitting in into Wall Street culture, working in Jersey City and New York, downtown Wall Street area, it's it's a very masculine energy fields, right? And so a lot of strength that women bring in is the ability to truly connect from an empathetic place, be intuitive. And that comes from a feminine side, which is available both to male and females, right? And how yeah. we nurture that and the whole aspect of nurturing, if any anything we've learned during the pandemic is a lot of the women leaders across the globe have somehow been slightly more successful than their male counterparts in ensuring COVID is controlled appropriately in their countries. The countermeasures that have been needed to salvage the economies have been done more efficiently. And I think nurturing comes in handy when you do that. So coming back to your question about the glass ceiling, sometimes I've, I've chosen very proactively not to notice the glass ceiling, not because it's not existing, But my, I think, survivor mechanism comes into play, or as I like to call it, thriver mechanism Mm -hmm. comes into play, where put me anywhere and I will thrive. And that has in some way allowed me not to notice the glass ceiling. And because I've not noticed it while it's existed, I've been able to overcome it a lot of mostly throughout my career. 
essentially. Well, and I think you make a very interesting point about female energy and male energy and uh, being empathetic is, is an important piece. And so I can see that you also have the male energy side, which has you thrive and do what you do. So I think you probably exude a good balance of all the traits that are required. <laughs> and you keep disrupting the mold, if you will, right? Because you could say you disrupt uh, the mold of a CEO of UAS industry and, and, and your background, you came from India. So you could say you've disrupted the culture, right. <laughs> labels and all, all that. And then your background is amazing. And you keep solving business problems with technology, not just in government, but you, you've been in startups. And so what a wealth of information and success you've had. And you and I met because Gus Hallis, your chairman, connected us and he's okay. very important with how you've developed yourself and what you've done with your company. So I'm, of course, curious. You've had so many successes. Have you ever struggled with leading people? Yes, because it's an interesting question, right? When that challenge exists throughout, whether you are creating a small team or you are evolving an organization to eventually become a billion-dollar organization, to boards that you sit and advise on, there's so many different angles when leadership and teams and creation of teams. So that some of the challenges that I have definitely experienced is when you bring in diverse teams, all of their experiences are diverse as well. And managing through that diversity of knowledge, experience, past coloring, so to speak, and how do you overcome that? And then when you lead with empathy and nurturing as some of the forefront, how does that not get equated to weakness, hmm. which is also a very interesting, especially when you're working with engineers and we have our all hands weekly meeting and I'm like, hey, we'll end the meeting with gratitude. I want everybody to say what they're grateful for. Hmm. Initially, it starts with why are we doing this? What is this? How, how are we wasting our time? And then suddenly you realize how the team comes closer and you have to trust yourself, even when everybody around you might be doubting you. And then be open to feedback. I think that openness to feedback has allowed me to overcome a lot of the challenges because if, if something is not working, sometimes a simple question is, why isn't it working? How can I be or show up differently that would support my team member better? It's not always about what the other person is doing or not doing. Sometimes it's just about modulating how you're showing up so that you're mindful of the other person's experiences, background, and the way they learn or they respond to certain situations. And that ability to be agile and flexible and take in feedback has definitely allowed me to work through some of some massive human resource challenges. Well, thanks for confessing that. So do, do you have an example of, I mean, you started off your career and all of a sudden you became a manager of people. Did it Was that already the moment when you knew, when you had an example of, wow, I, I need to figure out how to lead people? Or what was your moment where you were like, I need feedback? <laughs> I think, yeah, the best place, uh, I, I think when breakdowns happen, that is the time where humility definitely kicks in, right? And if any leader will tell you that, hey, they've been able to just achieve success over success over success and haven't had failure, that means that they haven't actually reached their full potential. Because in order to truly reach or continue to strive to reach your full potential, you have to be accepting of breakdown. So to answer your question more directly, Birgit, yeah, I think it was when you're forced to do something and, and you've been an individual player and you suddenly, I remember 9-11 happened and I was part of a consulting firm where 
where I had made partner and Cantor Fitzgerald and Marsh McLennan were both our customers. And suddenly from being extremely successful, 9-11 happened, both my biggest customers suffer. Mm -hmm. And our consulting firm dwindled down to five people because we lost a lot of revenue. And then rebuilding from ashes to, so to speak, literally, you you suddenly become extremely humble and you're like, hey, how do I do this? How can I get help? When I'm building the team, how do I ask for support? I think that that Mm -hmm. humility kicks in in adverse situations. When COVID happened, for example, right? And my entire team, we we manufacture unmanned aerial systems. We have to be in a work and in, in a manufacturing plant working together. How do we do this remotely? Mm-hmm. You have to keep going back to drawing board. You have to keep asking. And some of the most brightest ideas come from different parts of the teams. And you have to just know that it's okay to ask. Yeah. How important is it to hire well? Oh my God. <laughs> and hire well is a very interesting question, right? It's not just about, hey, the best talent. It's right. about also the most optimal fit in your culture. Mm-hmm. We spoke about Gus earlier and Gus has turned around a lot of teams and it was interesting. Gus and I were having a discussion about what's more important, the know-how of the individual or the individual truly culturally fitting in mm-hmm. and aligning with the mission, first their personal mission, the mission of the company, and then the collective mission. And how do you create that leadership that allows for people to have individual motivators simultaneously align on the larger mission of what the organization is building. Because you cannot predict adversities, but the way teams that have worked have gone through adversity is because they click in cultural fit. They click on mission. Mm -hmm. And so hiring right for me includes that piece as a massive. And I've seen the issues that happen and breakdowns that happen when misalignment has happened. Yeah. So it's not just about talent, right? It's also about the talent that aligns. Yeah. Well, and you have a co-founder and a partner, and I have been dealing with a lot of partnership Mm -hmm. challenges these days, right? Because when people are under stress, things come to the surface. How have you succeeded in managing your partnership? So this comes back to, again, what we I think the theme has been constant communication, feedback. Mm. We've had massive breakdowns. My partner lost his mother to COVID earlier in January. Mm. I lost an uncle and my brother-in-law within three weeks of that. And we have massive customer deliverables coming up. And we are actually going to be doing our 24-hour flight, a nonstop flight, which is a massive feat in our industry, uh, in our, our size and weight category of platform. So when you talk about pressure, it's mm. constant, right? Mm. Something very small, and I'll take a real example to define this. We're all running in thousand directions. And there were a lot of misalignment and back and forth that was happening between my business partner and me. And then when we started digging deep into that, I realized that I was triggering him. As a child with a very busy father who was an entrepreneur, his father would dismiss him every time he'd come to him with an idea saying, I'm very busy. Mm. So us discovering that when he calls me and if I say, Steph, I can't talk right now, I'm very busy, is a trigger for him, a very fundamental trigger, which even he got to notice. And once we notice that, regardless of what I am doing, if my business partner calls me, I take five minutes and I say, I'm listening. Yeah. Right. It's such a fundamental aspect. And that has improved our communication tremendously, specifically when we're under pressure. Yeah, that's pretty huge these days to make communication agreements. So as we start to wrap up the show, any other tip or anything else you want to say about your firm? I think we are we're on to big things and uh, team creation. And that's where even me working with you, Birgit, Gus, suggesting the right composition of teams, the right ability to motivate teams and truly listening 
I think are key aspects of being able to survive breakdown, being able to survive adversity and growing from that and truly shining. Very good. Well, I certainly appreciate you taking the time to share not just your successes, but also your struggles so that other leaders can hopefully learn remotely because very few people are having mentorship sessions these days. So thank you again for your continuing to thrive and continuing to figure out how to solve problems under pressure. Thank you for creating this uh, stage for all of us to come together and share. Appreciate it.